three big storylines to get into today. Justin, it's the Bucky Report's three big things. Welcome to the Bucky Report, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers. Authentic takes. Oh my God. Game analysis. Touchdown Badgers! Ring one up! And discussion from the fan perspective. Thanks for joining us and on Wisconsin. Welcome into the Bucky Report. We are your hosts, Rajiv and Justin, in for a little midweek three big things episode. And Justin, we're not really going to be talking about three big things going into a game. We got some. We got three actual things we need to talk about. Um, first of all, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, trying some new things on Twitter, as people have seen, uh, pumping out some uh, some new uh, recruit information. Um, and yeah, just kind of getting it done, taking it all in. The the Colin Hitchler news. Our our lead mm. off our first thing here. Yeah, so it's a good point. Uh, if you don't follow Justin on Twitter at Bucky Report JJ, obviously Justin is you know one of the best minds of recruiting that at least that I know in Badger and Badger Sports. He's really into it. I mean, I I love recruiting, but Justin loves it on a diff, totally different level than I do. And I I wish I I loved it as much as he does. But he's definitely our recruiting expert. And yeah, he's got some really good stuff. He's doing evals on Twitter. Definitely go check them out. I've been reading all of them. I've been like waiting and refreshing for new stuff for me. So that's, that's great. Um, we are at the Bucky at the Bucky Report on Twitter, YouTube, and wherever you can find your podcast. If you like what we're doing, hit the subscribe button so you know when we're making new content. All right, man. Um, let's just get into this. The Bucky Report's three big things. All right. So the three big things we're going to talk about today, we're going to lead off with, yes, some news. Colin Hitchler, uh, safeties coach, co-defensive coordinator, and recruiting extraordinaire, let's put, add that in there too, um, is going to Alabama. Can't really fault him. Going to Alabama to be an assistant coach there. Do we know his exact role at Alabama yet, J- Justin? I, I, haven't, um, I haven't read all the news on this he yet. Is a, he's going to... It's. Same position there. So safety's okay. coach safety's and code defense coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, so I mean, look, my initial thoughts on this, of course, are just that Colin not only was he a good coach, and and he, but it's the recruiting thing. I mean, he was he's a guy that I felt like we instantly identified last year as someone who was one of Fickle's top guys in the recruiting world. He was he was instrumental in some of the flips that were had, um, and certainly some of the, the 24 class. Do you think this is a huge loss for us? How do we recover from this? What are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts on this are, well, it took me a little bit to kind of come to terms with it a little bit. Ryan and I, actually, I Ryan had sent me a text on it, and I was like, what are you talking about? And also I took a look, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is real? Like, this guy is really going. I, I wasn't sure if there were some, you know, tea leaves there that it might happen. And I was he is the number one guy in terms of recruiting on the actual coaching staff that you don't want to lose. Now, the more I think about this, there's a couple of ways to take it. He's, he is very valuable there, but no recruit is coming to your school without really liking their positional coach. So as, as good as he was as a recruiter, getting our foot in the door there, if we don't, if the kids that were coming in didn't like the person who they were going to be coached under, it wasn't going to happen. So it is a collective effort there. Um, he was excellent on the East Coast. He just was. He absolutely crushed it in in Pennsylvania. 
Um, he was the lead guy, I believe, on Ogard or mm-hmm. Agard. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Haywood, I believe he was. Willer. He was. He was the lead guy on Haywood. Yep. Um, so some of the top guys in this class, Dylan Jones, he was another one. So he was, he really did, had an amazing cycle for us. Like a lot of the top of our list were guys that he was responsible for. Um, it's a big move for him. I understand it. Like it, it, it stings that when you're Wisconsin, unless you start winning national championships every couple of years, you're not going to be at the top of the hill. So there's always going to be somebody that's going to be able to come and take people from you. Um, but that said, the more I look into this, there are significant options out there that are quality options that are available. And there's going to be some opportunity for us to find some guys that I think we'll be happy with in that role. It just, it may take a couple of days for things to start leaking out in terms of names, but some of the names that I've seen kicked around early here by people, uh, people that might be interested in that role are, are impressive names. With every loss, there's opportunity. Like you said, we, we, we could, we could end up with an amazing safeties coach. That's, that is a great recruiter. And you never know. And also listen, congratulations, Colin. I mean, it's a great move. You're going to Alabama, same role, obviously growth opportunities there, Good for him. And I'm never going to fault a guy for wanting that kind of a move. Like I get it. And look, he did. He's been from day one being in Madison until now he's been great. Mm -hmm. And I certainly thank him for everything he's done. I mean, it's a sad day because you lose a guy who we were really excited about going through another recruiting cycle with, but you can't fault him. Um, And yeah, I think that it, it does kind of leave a hole in the program right away. But I think the one thing that we can, we can identify is that what Luke fickle does and surrounding himself by good people and making quick decisions. Like he made very quick decisions with the O-line with the wide receivers. Like I feel like he's going to make a quick decision with this and it's going to be the right one. And he's going to bring in one of his guys that he can trust. And I, I trust everything that's in his sort of atmosphere right now. And I think that it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit tough because he's a recruiter extraordinaire, but we're going to be fine in the end. Not the best thing, but good for him. And look, the program is going to be okay. Like it's, it's, it's just about the next step, and there's no reason to think that this is going to set us back really at all. I mean, I think it's it's maybe we there's a couple guys that we're talking to that we have got to reset on, but I feel like it's it's still all systems go, and it's it's a loss, but it's someone that we thank and we move on from, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of people that I've seen people point to off of this one. Kerry Coombs was obviously somebody who did not follow him fickle when he came over from Cincinnati, who let's be honest, that guy has a track record that's like no other for the safeties coach position. So if that's somebody that they chose to to take a shot at now that he's had a year in that ecosystem over there at Cincinnati, that's kind of in a rough shape. Maybe he makes the jump and decides, Hey, you know, despite me having ties to this school, it's just not the place I want to be. Um, another one. Let me see here. I had one written down that I wanted to take a look at, which was the former Ohio state secondary coach was people were talking about him he let me see if i can find it perry alano okay i don't know um they just let him go so he's available and he was a guy that actually worked under fickle too so he he got bumped up from cincinnati to ohio state um one of the dogs on him was that he wasn't the recruiter that they wanted there he was a very good coach however i think we can both agree the the expectations at Ohio state versus Wisconsin in terms of what's considered a good recruiter are very, very different things. 
missing out on five stars at Wisconsin is not going to get people looking at you in a negative light at Wisconsin for safeties coaches. You know, it's it's going to be one of those things where if you can grab four stars or high three stars consistently, people are going to be like, all right, you're, do, you're doing pretty good here. Right. And speaking of safeties and speaking of Colin Hitchler and speaking of high three-star guys, uh, we've got a new 25 recruit to talk about. So we go from a little bit of sad news to a little bit of good news. Uh, Cody Haddad, uh, St. Ignatius High School out of Cleveland, Ohio. Safety, what do you think of his film? I know we, we both had to have some thoughts on this. Tell me what you see in him. Are you happy about this get? I love this get. Uh, I think the kid has an extremely versatile skill set. He could be a center fielder for us. He could be a guy who plays down in the box. Super explosive. Uh, I believe he had track time showing a 10 7, 100. And as a 4 4 9 40, this is a kid who's a sophomore putting up that those numbers. That's insane. Like, if he, he has a chance to be borderline in the Jonathan Taylor type realm for speed by the time he's a senior in high school, which tells you all you need to know. I mean, if we have that type of speed on the back half, um, that'd be incredible. But I, the first thing that stands out to me when I watch this film, incredible instincts. Guy re- diagnoses and reacts very quickly, and he's explosive once he does. He, mm-hmm. he really reacts quickly. Uh, there's a couple of plays that I really that really stood out to me. There's a number of them where he just attacks downhill in the run. But there was one where a guy kind of got behind him a, a slight step uh, going deep when he was playing center field. And you don't see that guy able to generate any type of separation and it speaks to how quickly this guy can flip his hips and get up to speed that the guy wasn't able to pull away at all. It was just like he turned and started running with him. And, like, you expect that half step where the guy – you see the guy kind of pulling away and then kind of being reeled back in. That doesn't happen. The guy doesn't pull away at all. He just – he runs right with him and ends up picking it off on the play. So he is a, a guy that has all the, the physical tools in the world. I wish he was a little bit – You'd, you'd love an extra inch in height and in a, and maybe 10 more pounds, but he's young yet. I mean, by the time he's a senior, he's probably going to be 190, maybe mm-hmm. 195 even. I would say he's a slightly thinner version of, of Wooler with better speed is what I kind of see on film. Really good instincts, really explosive, and a playmaker. Yeah, playmaker. That's the one thing I was going to say. And I really like the way he takes angles too. I feel like that's one of the complaints that we had this year with our team in many respects, and especially some of the linebackers. Not that he's a linebacker, but just taking the wrong angles and therefore losing the play. He seems to really have a good instinct and a feel and really good vision. Like you said, he's very explosive. He goes downhill. And I just feel like you're, we're really kind of rounding out this defensive secondary. We mm-hmm. talked many times about how good the secondary is and how, and frankly, how well Colin Hitchler has recruited this group and Luke Fickle, and the whole defensive team. So I feel like this is just one more piece. I I, I you know, I don't really know if, if the Colin Hitchler news is going to change things. I, we'll have to see over time whether or not he decommits at all, but I feel like you know, this is a really good get. And I, I think the one thing that I saw was playmaking and the angles. I just love that because he it, that's not something that's really... It's something that you, you can see on film and you can see as, as players grow. It's a very instinctual thing. And when he has that and he can really make those plays, the burst, just the burst, right? Whether he's playing center field or he's playing even up on the line, he really has that and he can go through those lines. Now, I did not see those speed numbers that that you said. I'm glad that you told me that. I did not know about his speed. His film, you can't really see too much. And I was, sometimes depending on the the competition they're playing, sometimes what you're saying about those receivers not being able to, to get away from him, I didn't really see that, but I'm glad that you have those numbers because that makes me feel like, 
that was the one thing I was thinking, well, is he really going to be that fast? But if that's really his top end speed, and of course, you know, yes, he is going to obviously put on some more weight. He's only a buck 75 right now. That does mean that this could be a really special guy at some point. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before with some of the other guys that we brought in recently that I like their speed. Tretch Kekahuna was a 10-9 guy. Mm, yeah. you know, Xavier Lucas in this class, who we love as a cornerback, was a 10-9 guy. So that tells you just how much speed this guy offers in the back half. And what that does, that closes windows. That gives you an opportunity to really put a lot of pressure on an offense where they want to drop back and pass, and those they just they have to be perfect. Because with a guy like this, he's got an extra step or two that he can pick up that that normal guys can't. So you don't have the luxury of trying to fit the ball into tight spaces like you can with some of the other guys because those tight spaces just don't exist here. It's actually a really important point that you bring up the other guys like the, the other guys that you mentioned there. It's all across the board speed, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's we're changing what kind of guys we're recruiting and we're establishing a new norm and a new requirement of skill sets that this university needs and that Fickle needs to be successful in Trestle. And I, it's exciting to see. I mean, every one of these guys, you think, would would a guy like this have been targeted by the old staff? Probably not. And as you see these little qualities, you can get a sense of what kind of player they want. And it's it's great. So yes, another big ad. Do you, are you concerned at all about the fact that Hitchler was one of the main recruiters here? Are you concerned about this being a decommit? I, the interesting thing of this, and I was, well, where you were busy working, I was, I was talking back and forth with Ryan a little bit. I asked him and I, I'm like, I wonder if this is something that the staff actually brought up. Like th this had to have been known. And like Hitchler seems like a good dude from what I know. I don't know if he was upfront with the staff that this was something that may be in the works or not. You never really can tell how that's going playing out. But if he was, and he was upfront, I would think that this is something that they would have been very upfront with the kid and, and effectively told him, Hey, this is going to happen. You know, it doesn't change what we, what we feel about you and what we think looking forward, but we'll find somebody that we're going to find a high quality coach for this position and, and do it. I think it's really important and it will be interesting if, if he didn't know about this, he had an Ohio state visit that was supposed to be on, on the table for this weekend that got shut down by the staff when he committed. So that, that tells you how much the kid wanted to be here. Now, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. You have to kind of look at it. Did the kid commit to Wisconsin? Did he commit to Fickle? Or did he commit to Hitchler? There's a lot of different aspects to this that, are, that kind of add nuance to it that make you wonder exactly what's going through a kid's head because we never know. Like these kids, there's so many different things that potentially could be. I mean, there's a kid down in, what was it, Ole Miss? That went there because there was a Chick Fil A near campus. Like I can't a few years back, I can't remember what that was. It's like you never know what's going to trigger a kid to want to go to a certain school. Um, but there's there's always something. In this case, I would like to believe that they were upfront with him on this. That hey, he may be going. We want to be upfront with you because honestly, if you don't, if you're not upfront with something like this, and and this does happen like this, the odds are he's going to take that visit now because the person that he was you know, closest to is gone. And you're looking at somebody who's like, well, the, the part of the reason I was going there is no longer there. And this school, other school I really like, I mean, he's an in-state kid from Ohio. Like there's, there's little doubt in my mind that if, that there's some level of interest there with Ohio state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> I would like to think that this this is a kid that has a really high upside for this team. I, I he's somebody who I think could be really good for us. So I'm hopeful that this is this one sticks, but I, I just don't know. I, it definitely could have an impact. I don't know how much information they've shared with him, so we'll find out going forward. You know, and I, I tend to agree with you that I think he would have known about this. And and Trestle's also on on the recruiting trail with him. And and I think you know he trust he knows Trestle. And I feel like, yeah, you're you got to be upfront with these guys because in the age of new college football transfer portal, everything that these guys are dealing with. You got to be upfront with them, and you got to have those kind of dialogues. And if you're gonna if you're gonna get someone to come play for you and trust you, and spend the next four years of their life with you, you you've got to build that. And I feel like that's probably something that says, "Look, yeah, he might leave, but Trestle. That's why Trestle was also involved with it. So there's there's an element of that as well. I totally agree. There, um, uh, all right, uh, yeah, just an ahead. underlying thing that I want to bring up on this: there is some flexibility about what position we hire for going forward too. Trestle has coached safeties before, so there's a chance he makes the transition back to safeties coach and, mm-hmm. and defensive coordinator, and they bring somebody in at, say, linebackers. That is so, a great point. That is a great point. Obviously, it's the number of coaches. It's not necessarily – it doesn't have to fill the safety role. I mean, he was the co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach, but you're absolutely right. It could be a whole other position group that we're looking at. So that's a, that's a really, really good point. All right, so number three, our third big thing on our midweek show here is basketball. Um it was a rough one against Penn State. We were both on Locked On uh, Badgers reaction show and went into all of our diatribes. Justin was really, really mad. I understand the loss because I think this is going to happen. But we have a game tomorrow night against Indiana, and I'm going to leave this one off. And I'm going to say, look, the things I'm looking for right off the bat. First of all, the first 10 minutes, I do not want to see a litany of turnovers. I swear to God, that that has got to stop. That's two games in a row now where I just feel like we start really, really slow. And I don't know what that's all about. I mean, I know this team has a lot of confidence. So I, I get the whole point of, you know, like, yeah, maybe they're a little arrogant coming into the game. And that happens. But two games in a row, that's that. this cannot happen for a third time. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be pros? play like pros at the beginning. Like you are a really good team. Let's make sure that Indiana knows it. We're playing at home. So that has, we have to use that to our advantage. Another big thing I'm looking for, which I'm sure we're going to talk about as well is defense. Wow. Defense. Now, Indiana is a team. It's got a lot of good players. Okay. That's just a simple fact. They've got a, a point guard in Trey Galloway. Who's very shifty, go all over the court. He can shoot. He can drive. He's not as athletic as some of the other guys that we've seen from Penn State, but I, they're a really good team that they've got a lot of weapons. We have to defend the ball better, defend the rim better, defend the perimeter better, and just play with more heart on defense. I I feel like we saw that for many games after Providence, and then the last couple of games, that's kind of dipped down. They're, they're resting on their laurels of their offensive prowess, which when you're not really shooting well, as you've said, you've got to be able to, to have that defense to fall back on, and they haven't really done that. So I'm really looking at Turnovers and defense, two big things right off the top. Yeah, the, the first thing to me right off the bat, we've discussed this before, what the team did so well early in the season when we went on that run after Providence, which was they controlled the game. Like we played the way we wanted to play. We were really diligent in the way we wanted to handle things. And we kind of put the other team on their heels. That to me is an energy thing. That is something that we've been missing the last few games. That energy level where we came out like we're just going to force you to do play the way that we want to play. We have to do that. We've been very reactive the last couple of games and how we played. That has to change. So we need to go out there, and that that will clean up everything. Like the defense will get better. The the 
stupid miscues on offense will get better where we have dumb turnovers or guys just not focused if the energy level is there and guys are locked in. That's something that I think I hope to God that that was a, a wake up call because that game was brutal to watch. So for me, they need to, to get it right and get moving forward in this game. And if come out like a house of fire in this one, just go nuts. This is your ultimate warrior moment for, for wrestling fans. Go out there, yeah, the start running, come, come sprinting down the, the gangplank and, and be up 15 to two to start the game. And, but I also, I, I think I hear you about the, you know, go ultimate warrior and that's fine. But also like playing smart early is critical. Sometimes when you come out too beefed up, that's when you start making those early mistakes. So I want to see composure too. I, I, well, I think, I think when I say like kind of being a pro, I mean like you're the better team, act like it, right? Yeah. Like you're at home, you're the better team. Yes, come out with passion and energy, but I think really it's more focused than anything else. Because well, yeah, and that's it part seems of, like we're like just I kind of running all over the like place. Like you're locked bro. in. Yeah, locked in. And you you did say that. I mean, yeah. Okay, so give me a give me a player. Um, I'll, I'll lead this one off too. I think a player that you feel like needs to really turn it up tomorrow, especially after what happened the last last game. To me, it's Chucky. I, Chucky had played 37 minutes, scored zero points. Um, and he definitely did not look himself early in the game. And I think we talked about it on the reaction show. Like sometimes he's going to have to just take it upon himself to shoot a little more. We have a lot of people on this team that can score. And that is a great thing to have with, when you have store and Blackwell coming in and you've got Klezman, who's just a ringer. Now, all of a sudden it's great, but Chucky still needs to be that guy that can be very dependable. I'm not saying he needs to shoot the ball 20 times, 15 times, 10 times, but he does need to pick his spots because that will settle the team around him. He's the floor general. If he is settling things, taking a couple early buckets, driving to the hoop, getting fouled, keeping things level-headed, I think you're going to see the whole offense kind of emerge around him because he's still the central piece. And while he is not our leading scorer, he is the most important piece of that offense because he he's, he's directs it all, right? And that, to me, was one of the biggest reasons that I felt like we really got up to the bad start is he kind of got up to a bad start. And the other player for me is Tyler Wall. I'm sorry, but that can never happen again. I want to see. I want to see a repeat of earlier yeah. games, not this. That was the one that I was going to actually point out. That is the worst I've seen Tyler Wall play in a long time, and he is our kind of our energy guy on the defensive side. And I have never seen him play so poor defensively as he did in this game. And then he was bad on offense too. Oh. It's, it's something was wrong with him, man. He was just shook in that game. I don't know if he wasn't feeling well or what. Yeah. But it was just that I have not seen him play at that level in a very long time since last season, probably. Mm -hmm. And you get and you, and you get a game like that, right? You get, but you got to turn it around. If if that's your bad game and that's the bad game that's of the season, that's your mulligan. Right. Exactly. So get your mulligan, take it, and move on. All right, Justin, give me a prediction. We had a rough one. We're five and one in conference, still at the top of the league. Home game against Indiana tomorrow night. What's your score prediction? Yeah, I think we're going to rebound. I think this is going to be a game where we come out and we win 75-67. 75? Wow, 67 for Indiana. Okay, all right. That that means you're, you're believing the defense is really going to step up a little bit. I like that. I think so. I like that. I like that. Um, so the, uh, interestingly enough, I, I got it, I had it pointed out to me, um, on one of the comments on YouTube. So thank you. I forgot the person who did this to me. Um, we, we picked a couple games, right? But the, 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 not the Penn State, who, who, do we, who are the two games we played before Penn State? It was, um, Northwestern and then Ohio State, right? Yeah. I actually pr predicted the margins of victory correctly on both of those games, <laughs> 11 and eight, which I, I've forgotten about, but someone reminded me, said, thank you. Uh, so I'm hoping I'm, I'm right about this. 
Uh, I actually think this is going to be a bit of a close one because I said Indiana's got athletes, and I think we're going to rebound and we're going to win, but it's going to be a little bit tighter. So I'm going 80 to 74. Um, I think we're still we've we've shown time and time again our ability to score high in the 80s. So we're going to do that again. We're going to shoot better than we did at Penn State. But Indiana is going to be difficult. I do not see this game being a runaway. I think that maybe it's, you know, eight or nine throughout the second half and they kind of close out a little bit at the end. But so I still think we win. We win by six. Uh, but we, we really need it. We got to get back on that winning bandwagon and get that energy back. Right. Yep. Time to get rolling. Time to get rolling. All right, guys. Um, any, any other final thoughts on the big stories of the day, Justin? No, I think that's it for me, man. We we just need to kind of get back. We need to get back in the win category for everything right now. Yes. And Haddad was a big one. Haddad so was a I good. Don't want, I don't want to undersell it. He's right. a three star right now. I think he's a, a he's only got I think a two four seven is the only one that's actually put him in at, at an eighty eight. Yeah, he's an eighty eight. Yep. I think he's a legit four star guy. Like I think he will be by the time he's a senior. Yep. He'll be a four star composite guy. So I actually think he, he's got a lot of upside. So he's somebody I really hope that we hold on to. All right. Well, the Bucky Report will return this weekend uh, for our regular Sunday night live show. Hope to join us then. And with that, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bucky Report or The Bucky Report Podcast from wherever you get your content. Until next time, on Wisconsin!